the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Hi, everybody. This is the Sue Freeze Show, and I'm just so thankful to be with you today. Uh, I have Facebook Live going on right now on the Sue Freeze Show page, not my normal Facebook pages. So um, if you want to share this show with somebody, I really wish you would do that, and I uh, appreciate that. So anyway, so today the message or the show is going to be on standing strong on God's extravagant love. I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes I feel like, where are you, God? Where are you? I just don't feel your presence right now. And you might have are feeling that right now or in the past. You're shaking your head going, yeah, I remember those. I felt like that sometimes. And, you know, maybe people in the future, you know, we might feel that way again. But we have to believe. We have to believe that he is there. And haven't you, looking back over times when you felt critical times or times where you just feel really down and out, and you're going, I really remember not feeling his presence, but looking back, I totally can see now how he was right there. He was there. He was guiding me. He was there. He brought people into my my world, into my uh, daily life, and encouraged me, inspired me through people. And so that's what he does. And maybe you're on, you know, you're either on one side or the other. You're in the giving stage or you're in the receiving stage. Either way, we have a purpose on this earth and we need to fulfill that purpose and um, what's really exciting is figuring out what that is and living in it you know every single day of our lives is ministry there are people watching us whether we like it or not and whether we know it or not and so it's really important that we take uh, that seriously of being ambassadors of Christ he says that you know I have a web page and my website is Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. I want, I'm inviting you to go to that page. I want you to go to the page and I want you to check it out. There is so many things on that page that can help you and maybe somebody you love, somebody that you know that's going through a trying time. It's for encouragement. It's for inspiration. It's for getting experience and knowledge. And I've been through quite a few things, and people, you know, when I say that, they're going, yeah, right. And But seriously, we all have a story. We all have, you know, our past. And our past designs, molds us for our future. But our past doesn't need to define us. The Lord can define us. But we have to understand what that looks like. We have to understand how he sees us. Because sometimes, you know, we, we just base things on what people are telling us here on this earth. And not everybody on this earth, newsflash, are kind. And not everybody has your best interests at heart. 
So it's really important that we look up and read our Bibles and understand who we are in Christ. If you are not a believer, if you're not sure if you're a believer, um, you're, not, you're not in a bad place. You're really not in a bad place, but you could be in a better place, uh, a place with him. Uh, and it doesn't take a whole lot to get there. You know, people say, oh, I have to straighten up my act. I have to st- stop this. I have to, I have to be better before I can, you know, become a Christian. And, and that's just really not true. God will meet you right where you are right now. And he wants you right here, right now. And then he will do the dirty work. He can help you. He will give you the strength and the courage you need to change anything that he feels you need to change. Don't feel like you have to do anything on your own because you don't. I felt like that. I felt like I had to do so many things on my own. And you know what? Alone is not where we want to be. I used to have this little thought, this song going on in my head when I was going through a lot of struggles and pain. And I used to say, alone again, naturally. And I felt like that. You know that song? Alone again, naturally. And it's showtime, folks, was the other one that I would say. I'd put on my mask and smile for everybody when really I was bleeding inside. I was just bleeding, and I needed help. I needed love. I needed encouragement. I needed strength. I needed courage. And all in all, I just needed to know who I was in Christ. That's the truth. And so if you are looking for the answers, if you really want to understand who you are in Christ, go to Sue Freeze. Spelt like fries, one word dot com. I want you to go there. Go there and look up the I am's. And these are three pages that you can push print and you can have them with you. Read them every morning. Go to bed. Right before you go to bed, read them before you go to sleep. And your mind continues working. Because what has to happen here is you need to change your belief system to understand that you are special and you are worthy. And you are his child. And when you start to grasp that, when you start to believe that, things will start changing in your dynamics, in your personality, in the way you respond to people, the way you think, having healthy boundaries, understanding that's not okay. You don't need to talk to me that way, and I don't accept that. You don't need to treat me that way because I shouldn't get treated like that anymore. Believe me, I'm saying this out of experience And I'm telling you, there is a new you, the you that God created. And he wants you to live up to that and be all that because you are special in his sight. So standing strong on God's love is exactly what we need to be doing. So I'm going to read from Rick Warren. If you don't know who Rick Warren is, he's a very special person. And you can can, uh, Google Rick Warren. Um, He's somebody that, boy, I definitely look up to. And he's a God-fearing, God-loving man. Um, Anyway, I don't need to go into great detail. Just Rick Warren. This is by Rick Warren. Uh, God showed how much he loved us by sending his only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. He sent his son. Any person that's a parent out there, you know, can you grasp this? He sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. He gave the ultimate. It's pretty amazing. That's First John 4, 9. I always like to give the address because if you are just trying to understand the Bible and where do you start, what do you read, you know, you can start anywhere in the Bible. And as time goes on, 
you're going to want more meat and not just the milk, like a baby. Baby starts out with milk and then ends up wanting real food, solid food. And then there's a time and, uh, you know, it happens when it's supposed to happen. But read the Bible. Just read his word. And it will uh, probably, I don't know, reach you in a different level depending on where you are in your belief system, where you are in what's going on in your life. And I can read the same scripture every year, and I can tell you it takes on a whole new meaning every single year. It's pretty amazing. And it's still real. It's still real and true today. It was written so long ago, but it's still right on right now. Everything in life changes, relationships, jobs, fame. One minute you feel like a hero. The next minute you feel like a zero. But there's one thing in the universe that will never change, and that's God's love. It doesn't change. Knowing that God still loves you no matter what happens, no matter what happens, your failures, your brokenness, even your sin, provides a rock-solid foundation in your life. Side note, you know, there was a time in my life I beat myself up, and I just felt like the decisions I made made me unworthy to receive person's love, God's love, any love. And it wasn't until I had to take myself out of me and out of my situation to where I could have Lord, the Lord fill me. And, and, you know, it's kind of walking into the desert for 40 days and getting replenished. But there was a healing process, and we have to – I felt like an onion that was being peeled back one layer at a time. And I'll tell you what, it was was, uh, painful. It was emotional. I didn't even dare wear mascara. I was crying all the time. But it was good. It was a healing time. It was a time that God provided. And my sister provided child care for me at that time. But I was provided the time. And it was preparation for my next and my next and my next assignment. We need to focus on getting healing if we need healing. First of all, identify that you need it. Identify where the situations are. I'm going through a new process right now. You know, God's working on me. He's always working on me, and it's a journey, and I'm glad he's not done with me yet. How about you? (laughs) I'm really not glad. I mean, I'm really glad he's not done with me yet. So getting back to Rick Warren, consider the small word, so, that goes before love in the Bible's most famous verse, John 3.16. The verse says, God so loved the world. God so loved the world. God loves you with an extravagant, lavish love that can never be taken away. It's beyond comprehension. He loves you on your good days and your bad days. He loves you when it's raining and when the sun is shining. God says he doesn't want you to just recognize this lavish love intellectually. He wants you to recognize it emotionally. Love is God's nature. God created the universe and everything in it for no other reason than so he could love it. And God created you so he could love you. In fact, In Jesus, God shows us what real love, his love, looks like. God showed how much he loved us by sending his only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. He sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins, 1 John 4, 9. You know, if you look at your life and you ask yourself, have you ever ever, ever sinned? Have you ever sinned? 
you know, I find that the smallest of things can be a sin, and we sin all the time. Not intentionally, it just kind of happens. If you're tuning in right now, I just want to say thank you for doing that. And it's no coincidence that you found us on the dial. And this is The Sue Free Show. And I am here, been here for eight and a half years. And I don't know how many, how much longer I'll be here. I, you know, that's up to God. Uh, but I'm very thankful to spend this time with you. I'm very humbled to have the opportunity to be on the radio. And listen, listener, I want you to contact me. How do you do that? You go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word dot com. Let me say that again. Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, like French fries, dot com. I want you to go there. Give me your name, your contact information, and tell me what's going on with you. Tell me if you need prayer. Tell me if you need resources of any kind. I might not have the answer, but I might know somebody that does have the answer. So connect with me, would you? I'm all about that. Pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection is the Sue Free Show. And so I want to connect with you, and that's the best way to do it. All right? Many people say they love you. God showed you how much he loves you. He loved you so much it hurt. He sacrificed his son. When Jesus died for you, he was saying he loved you so much, he'd rather die than live without you. When I say, how are you to people, and they say more than I deserve, you know, how are you all more than I deserve, something happens inside of me, and I understand the thought process behind that, because we're all unworthy, really, to receive. You know, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I get that. And I understand the thought process behind that. But something inside of me tugs in my heart. Because I had such a battle with feeling worthy at one time, And it wasn't until I had the aha moment that I was washed clean, white as snow, and that my sins were forgiven, and that I was worthy to be loved, and that I was worthy to receive God's love. That was a real aha moment for me. So when someone says, more than I deserve, I understand. But maybe we could come up with a better response than that. Um. I I don't know. If you've done that, if you've said that, no offense. No offense. People close to me say it. And I just, I I won't say it because it took so long for me to realize what it took for him to send his son to die for me. And to me, that took that he valued me enough to do that. So if I have value, then I have to live in the belief that I have value. If I don't and I'm not deserving then that's a whole nother belief system for me that I can't, I can't grasp. That's just me. No offense. Please don't judge me. It's just my thoughts and my heart. And you can, uh, you know, that's, that is it. And the Bible says that what real love, the kind of love that you can build your life upon looks like real love makes sacrifices. Real love endures to the end. Real love gives all. That's the kind of love only God has for you. And he's waiting With open arms, can you picture him to show you? Can you picture him right now? He's above, you're below. And his arms are standing wide open. He's open. He's looking down on you, just saying, please, please ask me. Please choose me. Just ask me. I've given you freedom of choice because it needs to be your choice. I'm not going to force myself on you. I'm a gentleman. I love you enough to let you have freedom of choice. 
How many of you like to be pushed into a decision? How many of you feel good about that? He doesn't want that. He wants to give you freedom of choice so you choose him. He wants that because that's the kind of God we serve. I kind of like that. I don't like to be forced. I don't like a time schedule. I don't like to be forced into anything. So it has to be on your time. Just I want to caution you on waiting. I have a lot of friends. I'm 60 years old, and I have a lot of friends that are, that are leaving this earth. And the question is, are they believers? Am I going to see them again in heaven? Because that's the belief Christians have, is that we will see each other again in heaven. But if we know somebody that we, we did not get confirmation that they were believers, or we're pretty sure they're not just based on conversation, then it, it really hurts your heart a whole lot deeper thinking that the time you last spent or the last word you said to that person was the last word you will ever get to speak. So I caution you on waiting. I'm prompting you to think about the severity of waiting and the severity of the decision that's right in front of you right here and right now. It's not hard. You reach up and you ask him, Lord, I want you in my heart. I want you to I want to be yours. I want to be your child of God. He will meet you right where you are. Standing strong on God's extravagant love. Talk it over. How does it make you feel when you read God loves you with an extravagant, lavish love that it can never be taken away? When are you most likely to doubt the love of God? What does God's self-sacrificing love demonstrated in Jesus tell you about how you should love others? You know, the real definition for me for love is when you put others before yourself. When you really, truly love somebody, you put that person before. Your needs come second to theirs. And when you can honestly say that you put another person's needs, heart, feelings before your own, that is love. And that's what God's doing is he sacrificed his son, his love, to cover your sins because you were worthy of that. Grasp that, please, because it will be life-changing for you. Go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com, download the I Ams. These I Ams, if you read them every morning, not if, when, when you read them every morning and every night, they will be life-changing. They will transform your mind. They will. Oh, I love, I love this. Okay, when God is all we have, and this is by a lady who wrote... And uh, her name is Kathy, and that's all it says is Kathy. People leave, sometimes by choice, sometimes it's out of their control, but they still leave. Close friends move away, family members get sick, relationships fall apart. Their absence leaves holes in our lives and in our hearts, I'm adding. Occasionally others help fill the gap, but often no one does, and loneliness rushes in. Have you ever been lonely? Perhaps you are lonely right now. Loneliness is sadness caused by the absence of companionship. That's why it can press in on us even in a crowd. The simple presence of people cannot push away loneliness. Only a caring companion can alleviate that feeling of isolation. I wish I, could, I, wish I was in a room where I could see your faces right now. And I could ask each person in here, in this room, 
to raise their hand if they've ever felt lonely. I have a feeling there would be a lot of people raising their hands. And it is very isolated. And what do we want? We want to fit in. We want to be loved. We want someone to care for and someone to care for us. We want to belong. That's why gangs happen. These kids, they grow up and they just want to belong. Even if it means horrible things, they just want to belong. Even the most loving and dependable people will eventually leave us. Death and distance separated loved ones. Trouble and time tear us apart. But there is one who will never leave us or forsake us. Absolutely nothing can separate you from Jesus and his love. If you have entered into a saving relationship with Jesus, his spirit is always present with you. And if you haven't, let me just add, why not now? Why not right now? Why not? Six steps for standing firm on God's truth when everything around you is shaking. This is also by A. Kathy. Storms of life. Are you experiencing any storms in your life right now? If you aren't right now, will you? Scripture is clear that trouble and trials will be part of our life. Standing strong on God's extravagant love is what we're talking about today. And I'm reading from uh, a lady who's giving credit to her first name, Kathy. John sixteen thirty three, James 1, 2. What do we do when storms hit? What do we do when we can't see God actively working in our circumstances? Is that you right now? Does this question fit right now? Are you anticipating the answer? Hmm. In Psalm 71, the psalmist cries out to God for help. His troubles were piling up and he couldn't see God at work. Here are six things the psalmist did to stand firm on God's truth when everything around him was shaking. Six steps for unshakable faith. Do you want to know what they are? I certainly do. I can remember a time in my life where I screamed out, yelled out, cried out to God. And I said, God, just tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I'm a doer, God. You know that. You created me to be a doer. So just tell me what to do. I'm also a fix-it person, and sometimes God doesn't want me to fix it. Side note, and I learned that. But I always want to just fix it, right? I'm the peacemaker. I want to make everything okay. I want to just calm the seas and make everything okay. Harmony is a wonderful word for me. And it is a, it is a wonderful word, and we need to have peace and harmony. There's different ways of going about it. So six steps for unshakable faith. I am going to, after the break, um, come into that. So I'm holding, I'm giving you a cliffhanger here so you can come back after the break and uh, stay with me. And so I just want to tell you that this show can be shared by going to um, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeart. It's a podcast that's available by name by subject matter, by guest. I have guests on here a lot. If you'd like to be a guest, side note, please contact me and let me know you'd like to be a guest, that you have a story, because we all do, and just let me know that you want to come on, and, and we will see what we can do to make that happen. If you want to be a sponsor of the show, I'd love to have you do that, too. So um, we're going to go to break, and we'll be back right after that. 
Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. E.C.O.L.A. Termite and Pest Control. 877-332-BUGS. All right, it's David James. My friend, Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola, is here. And, Sue, you were just telling me that allergies and termites have something in common? Dave, if you have a problem with termites in your home but also suffer from allergies and chemical sensitivity, we offer an array of termite control services that will be able to solve your problem without putting your health at risk. Our Ecola heat process uses extreme heat instead of chemicals to kill and remove termites and any other pests that may be infesting your home. Yes, and you were telling me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood and you use it as part of your termite control services? They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control. Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call Ecola Termite Pest Control Services now. 800-332-BUGS. 800-332-BUGS or termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Management Services, for sponsoring the show. If you'd like to be a sponsor, get in t- contact with me, and I'll be happy to talk to you about that. I've been doing advertising marketing for a really, really, really long time, and I really know a little bit about it. So if you want to know more, uh, if you're a business and you have a business in San Diego, Thank you, San Diegans, for listening. If you have a business in Ventura, thank you, fin- Venturians, for listening. Uh, Santa Maria, same thing. Orange County, Riverside, San Bernardino, any of those areas we cover. And I'll be happy to, uh, you know, I have stations at each one of those locations so that we can reach your audience, your market. So contact me, and I'll be, I'll be able to help you along the way, okay? And I appreciate that opportunity. So uh, before the break, I was talking about um, what do you do when storms hit and what do we do when we can't see God actively working in our circumstances? And so there are six steps for unshakable faith. Are you ready? Here they are. You could write them down if you wanted. If you wanted, I can wait two seconds. One, two. Okay, we're ready. Um, one, ask. Express your need to God and ask for him to intervene. Deliver me, oh my God, from the hand of the wicked. That's Psalm 71, four. Remember is number two. Remember, reflect on the ways God has worked in your life and helped you in the past. For you have been my hope, O Sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth I have relied on you. That's Psalm 71, 5, 6. Number three, praise. Glorify God for who he is. It will foster trust in your great God. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. Psalm 71, 8. Appeal. Base your request for help 
on God's character and faithfulness. Rescue me and deliver me in your righteousness. Psalm 71, 2. Place. That's number five. Place. Put your hope and trust in God to work in your circumstances. But as for me, and I will always have hope. Psalm 71, 14. Anticipate. Expect. Anticipate. Watch for God to work. Anticipate his deliverance. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. Psalm seventy-one, twenty-one. Like the psalmist, even in the midst of his trouble, we can stand firm on God and his truth. We may not see him working, but we can take refuge in our rock and fortress. Psalm 71, 3. Refuge in our rock and fortress. What storm rages around you today? Cry out to God for help. Praise him and anticipate his deliverance. Standing strong on God's extravagant love, fruit of the Spirit. I really like this. I wanted this added. The fruit of the Spirit, beautiful, bountiful harvest. Like physical fruit needs time to grow, the fruit of the Spirit will not ripen in our lives overnight. We must work consistently to crucify the old nature. We must continually refuse to give in to our fleshly desires and yield our will to the spirits. We can say no to our sinful nature, accept the way out God provides, and follow the Holy Spirit's leading. As we grow the characteristics of God, of Christ, I'm sorry, as we go, the characteristics of Christ, fruit of the Spirit, will be manifested in our lives as the Spirit transforms us more and more into the image of Christ, we will produce a beautiful, bountiful fruit harvest. Get to know the qualities of the fruit of the Spirit. The Greek word karpos refers to the natural product of the Holy Spirit who lives inside every believer. The word is singular, signifying that fruit is a unified whole. In Galatians five twenty two twenty three. The scripture that you need to look up if you want to see the fruit of the Spirit, because I wanted to see it, Galatians 5, 23, highlight that, underline it, do what you need to do. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. First one he mentions, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So standing strong on God's extravagant love, love. And here's some scriptures that go with the fruit of the Spirit. Are you ready? Love. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. This is Deuteronomy 6.5. So to have the fruit of the Spirit, it's telling you that you must love him first. You need to put him first and with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. All three-letter word, all, not some, all. Okay, that's hard to do, not impossible, but you need the Holy Spirit and you need the Lord. Number two is peace. May the Lord show favor toward you and give you peace. Number 626, joy. My heart leaps for joy and I will give thanks to him in song. Psalm 28, 7. You know, um, I have some very close members, close family members, and, uh, you know, they're very strong believers. But there was a really dark time, a time that was so dark 
And I asked, where is the joy of the Lord in all of this situation that's going on right now and with you following the Lord and, you know, doing all the things that you feel God is asking you to do? I'm just wondering where the joy of the Lord is because I don't sense it. I don't see it. So we need to ask the Lord to reveal the joy of him in our lives. And what is it going to take in order to make joy appear? Because happiness, I've learned, happy, being happy is different than joy. Happy is from happenings, and being happy can be fleeting. Whereas joy, the joy of the Lord be your strength. The joy of the Lord is just knowing who you are in him and knowing that he's there for you and just understanding and being thankful in all things. It creates a joy. Being appreciative and thankful causes a joy that just kind of permeates. It just kind of goes through your whole body. Because even in our trials, there are things that we can be thankful for. But we have to struggle at that and strive for it and reach out and and look for them. But I find that when I get critical in my mind, it's because I don't I'm not I'm not practicing gratefulness and thankfulness. That's when I start getting critical. So I really need to check myself and change that because I want the fruit of the Spirit and I want the joy of the Lord to be my strength. How about you? Goodness. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23, 6. Gentleness. Pursue a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. That's 1 Timothy 6, 11. Patience. Here's one for you. Patience. This is one that I have to struggle with. Okay, I'm a get it done now person. How are you? I don't know. But I'm a get it done person. So patience. Oh, I have to count to 10 sometimes. I have to, you know, just have, you know, ask the Lord to guide me and to have discernment in my words. And I am finding right now, this is probably my biggest, my biggest hurdle where God is meeting where I am, but definitely um, shining a light on an area that I need help. And I have no problem stating that on radio. You know why? Because I am striving for better. And in order to do that, I need to be real, number one, and I need to be true to God and true to me. So I have no problem saying that this is where the beam is shining on me right now, that I need focus and I need help. And I need him to help me with this because I'm, I, I need help with it. I need guidance. Self-control. A person without self-control is like a house with its doors and windows knocked out. Interesting. Visual. That's Proverbs twenty-five twenty-eight. Self-control. A person without self-control is like a house with its doors and windows knocked out. Interesting. Kindness. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians 5, 23. That's the NIV version. So if you wrote those words down and you did an assessment of yourself, right, where would you fit from 1 to 10 on the love uh, scale? Where would you fall? In joy, where are you on that scale from 1 to 10? Peace. How are you feeling? Are you peaceful? Do you feel peace in your heart? Do you feel peace in your relationships? Do you feel peace? And if not, what's preventing it? Identify, come to solution. 
It's really actually identify, discover, you know, what are your options, and then come to solution. You're listening to The Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5, and I am so grateful for uh, all the stations that have taken on this show and, you know, were syndicated, and I'm thankful for Facebook, and I'm thankful for Instagram, and I'm thankful for all of those social media sites because we can get the word out a lot easier, better, further. Um, I had a, a person reach out to me and say, you know, you say that Paris and Rome and France and Italy, they're all listening. Can you please mention Dallas? And so I'm mentioning Dallas again, and I'm sure you're laughing right now. And thank you for um, connecting with me like that. So where would you be on the kindness scale? You know, I tend to be very a matter of fact in my words. And I've been called out that maybe sometimes um, I could be a little, a little more kind in my choice of words instead of being so direct all the time that, you know, I, I, I pride myself at being direct because I don't want to beat around the bush. As they say, I want to just get right to the point. But sometimes our delivery can change a person's feelings about themselves or about you. And so I'm finding this is the, the area in which I'm needing a lot of work. Um, faithfulness, gentleness, gentleness. You know, I tell people that work with me, don't, don't mistake kindness with weakness. Um, so I believe that I am kind. Some people think that I'm taken advantage of, but I believe that um, I've had an assessment done with some of my employees that have been with me a long time, and I ask them, you know, what is my weakest link? You know, what, what, is, what is the thing that you would say um, is, is the thing that you would say would need some work? And they say, sometimes, Sue, you just care too much. And, you know, I took that as a compliment, and I understand where they're coming from, and I understand, I really do, but I also understand that I'm so glad that God cared for me and that he gave me a second chance and a third chance and that his grace is sufficient. I do have a responsibility in business to be business-minded and to protect my business and my employees and those that have been strong and loyal and faithful to me and to my company. I have to protect them. I'm put in a position of leadership and a position of protection. So I really, I realize that I have that responsibility and um. I don't have very big shoulders, but the shoulders I have uh, carry quite a bit of weight. And I don't have big shoes either, but I feel like um, the responsibilities I have, I realize what they are, and I really want to do the best I can. And what I've discovered over my years of being in business and just the relationships I've had is, and maybe you can relate to this, is we don't know what we don't know. And what we don't know can hurt us and hurt our relationships. So in the Bible, it says that knowledge is power, and it truly is power. And the power doesn't mean that we're, you know, running over somebody. It just means that it helps us assess our situations better because we have more information, and it can help us be better in the positions that God has placed us in. And we are called to know more. You know, teachers have to really study their material before they teach it. They have to learn it so much more, just like a pastor who's up giving a sermon, they have to do in-depth study because they have to know more than the people they're teaching. You have to just be prepared with the message, and you have to be prepared to understand what's going to come your way. And so any uh, position of leadership, there has to be preparation. You have to be ready. You know, in, in the Bible, it says to be ready with the word. Be ready with the answer. When someone asks you a question, be ready. And I'm just going to say on the other side, we're called to be fishers of men. We're, we're called to 
uh, reach out and give the good word, give the good news. And sometimes we're hindered because we don't have all the answers. And I was listening to a sermon on the way in today, and he was talking about that. If we wait till we are a theologian, if we wait until we have all the knowledge, we are not going to be much good day to day. God uses everyday people in the Bible for a reason. He's letting you know that we all can be used and we shall we shall all be used but we have to tell him we want to be used it's that simple you know my cry or my prayer is lord help me be a light in the darkness wherever i go let me shine bright with your light do i always measure up no i don't but if my intentions if my heart is in the right place i think god's going to be pleased with me you know, and if I accept my responsibility of falling short, and I accept that, I think there's respect in that. You know, in my workplace, I don't always make the right decision. I don't. Newsflash. <laughs> I don't always make the, the, the best decision. I do the best I can. You know, in parenting, we try to be the best parents we can. Do we fall short in the parenting world? Of course we do. But you know what? If our child knows that we love them, and that we want to protect them in all things, I believe that, that, that that's going to be sufficient in our parenting. We need to love our children, to breathe words of encouragement, inspiration, of building them up, not tearing them down. Be careful with your words, parents. Be careful with your words with your children. Get right. Get healthy. If I can give any advice at all, it would be, you know, we are so busy in our day-to-day but if you've got something that's causing hindrance in your day-to-day walk, if your relationship with the Lord is not where you think or want it to be, why not right now make a step in the right direction? Why not right now? Right now? Why? Why wait? For what? What are you waiting for? Do it now, as Nike said. Just put your hands up and just say, Lord, I need you in my life. I want you in my life. Take the wheel. And he will do that. And ask him to put people in your path, the right people, to walk alongside you and guide you along this path. Get plugged in to a church. Get plugged into a Bible study. It doesn't matter where you are in your walk, in your belief system right now. If you want something different, then don't talk about it. Just do it. Don't talk about it. You know, there's so many people that, yep, 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 talk, talk, talk. And then there's the people that you go, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know you were doing that. And you did that? I want to be that person. I want to be the person that just does it. You know? Um, It's just so much better to do that. Under-promise, over-deliver, right? Two ears and one mouth. Listen twice as much as you talk. I'm on the radio. I have to talk. I have to talk for an entire hour, right? But I'm called to do that. I have to listen, too. I listen. I listen to my Heavenly Father. I want Him to tell me what to say, what to do. Because you know what? He's so much better, and He has so much more knowledge than I could ever have. And if I'm going to read a book... The first choice of books is going to be the Bible. Everything else is second. He's saying to put him first in all things. So if you're a do-it person, you're saying, tell me what to do. 
right? If you want to know what to do, first of all, ask him into your heart. Ask him into your life. Receive his Holy Spirit. Receive the Lord as your personal Savior. And then after you do that, ask him to guide you. You don't have to have this full-on memorized prayer. You really don't. In fact, he prefers your heart. He doesn't want your head. He wants your heart. There's so many times I'm in a room and I hear people praying and it's all it's all up here in the head. You know, it's like I'm supposed to do this and then I'm supposed to do that and then and yes, there is there is a uh, structure because he wants us to give thanks. He wants us to acknowledge him and then he wants us to ask him for what what we're needing and wanting. He already knows, you know that, right? He knows every hair on your head when you were in your mother's room, womb. He knows every word you're going to speak before you speak it. He knows this. He knows this whole radio show. Pretty amazing when you think about that. Sometimes I think about my life and, you know, you know what I can uh, not cr- create so much, but the impact that I have. And being in the pest control world, I think about the ant farm. I think about the ants, you know, and, you know, I think about the freeways and all the little cars being little ants. And think about how many ants are in the ant farm. And think about how many cars are on the road. Why would he care about little old me? Have you ever said that? Have you ever thought it? Like the ant farm. You know, really? There's so many ants. And there's so many people. And how could he think and care and know all of that? If you think about our smartphone right now, can you even fathom how much information you can Google anything I have Alexa now, and I can ask Alexa anything. How does she know all that? I have no idea. But that's small potatoes to God. That is so small compared to what God knows. It's pretty amazing. And God has a heart. These computers don't have a heart. They're just basing it on fact. It's all in the head. It's the brain. So summarizing all of this today, I want you to go to Sue Free, spelled like fries when we're I want you to uh, print out the IMs. There's two separate segments. There's a, a button. I think it's a second button. You go in, and it's the new IMs, and it's a video. And the video is something you can buy where it has your voice speaking the IMs, where you your brain hears your voice more than it hears anybody else. And so it penetrates deeper further and whatnot if you want to understand all of that the psychology and the facts scientifically of how that works go there push on that tile watch the video and then you'll understand more about what i'm talking about there but if you want the freebie i'm all about that go to free it's the ims where you can push a button you can print out three pages of ims go through and if you want to not read all of them i don't know how many there are there's a lot but highlight the ones that are most important the one for me is I'm victorious. He says that I am victorious. So I'm going to believe that. I'm owning that. I'm victorious. So even when we don't feel like it, I have to keep telling myself I am. I am victorious. I am an ambassador of Christ. There are so many I am's. And, you know, this is what will change your mind thought process. You will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what he's talking about. It's what we put in, what we put in there on a regular basis. It's like the food we eat on a regular basis. It's what we do every day that affects the outcome of our lives. It's not what you do one time over here, like if you mess up on your eating process and you have some ice cream. It's, it's not that. That's not what gains you weight. 
Okay. It, this, this whole thing is about what you do every day, right? So we can go on a diet or we can change our eating habits. I'm into changing habits because the habits is like biting my nails. I'm not biting my nails anymore. Okay. And that was a 50 year habit that I've broken. I'm very proud of myself on that because that's a big one. But the habits, the things we do every day is what changes our lives. It's not what you do one time here and one time there. My new uh, bucket list item that I just checked off my list is driving a tractor. I did that this last weekend. You do, do you know that on the buttons for going faster and going slower on a tractor, it has a rabbit and a turtle? Did you know that? I did not know that. There's a clutch on the left. That's normal. And two brakes. Two brakes. What? And the throttle is on your hand. What? Okay, so it's quite different driving the tractor. But what is on your life, your bucket list? What is on there? Add some more things. My next one is jumping out of a plane. I'm looking forward to it. Until next week, be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you so much. Receive him if you have not already. God bless you. Bye-bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.